Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Week 18 preview show on the Pump Fake. Jerry Bailey with you as always. Joined today by my friend from the Draft Network, Damian Parson. It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Um, you know, the season always goes by quick. I feel like we get to this point very quickly. Um, yep. You know, once once you hit like July and get to camp, it's just it's a blur. So We've reached this point, and it's a, a crucial point in terms of, you know, next week's going to be wildcard weekend. We still have a few playoff spots up for grabs that are going to be decided this weekend. Um, we'll start with the big one, which is also the final game of the NFL season. Buffalo traveling down to Miami to face Miami Dolphins for the second time this season. The first game, Buffalo wins 48-20. You know, a few weeks ago, Dolphins fans were sitting pretty at 9-3. and three. The Bills were trying to just figure stuff out at 6-6, six and six, and now... They've come back from a three-game deficit and are looking to win yet another AFC East crown. So just right off the riff, who are you more confident in going into Week 18, Miami or Buffalo? I think Buffalo right now. Um, I think just the way they've played over the last couple weeks, like you said, being 6-6, six and six, they found themselves in, in kind of no man's land or, or the place that no team wanted to be in, right? You know what I mean? Mm. Especially a team that has so much – uh, hype, a team that everybody believed in, and like, man, this is a Super Bowl contending team. Then they, you know, how the injuries happened defensively, uh, lost some really key players um, on on that on that side of the ball. But being able to get James Cook going, having to fire the OC, get Joe Brady going, and not having Josh Allen have to suit up as Superman every single week, right? It's okay to be Clark Kent sometimes, Josh. And, and they, they kind of <laughs> they kind of picked that up and understood that, you know, and I think it was it was probably I think it was a Dallas game where we saw James Cook mm. really come into his own and it's like, yes, more of this please. Like run the football because for me, I, I and I feel like these are two teams that are the, the way I've looked at them is kind of similar. Neither, I, I've never looked at either team as being a, an uber-physical team, right? Like when we think of the NFC North, where it's the Steelers, it's the Bengals, it's the Browns, it's the Ravens, those are blue blood. Those are, you know, hard, hail, hard hat, lunch pill type of teams in, in that type of division where I've always looked at these two teams as more kind of finesse. Like they want to pass the ball. They want to put up high points, right? They, almost college-style stuff, right? So I think what the big thing we saw in the, in the playoffs with against the against the Bengals at home, you had home field advantage. It's snowing. You should walk out there, and every fan in the building should be like, "Yo, we're about to run the football mm. and punch this team in the mouth." Well, it was the opposite. Cincinnati did that to you. Mm. So I think out of these two teams, now Miami does run the ball. You know, I think what. Uh, Raheem Mostert has like 20 plus touchdowns or something yeah. rushing this year. I, I think I saw like a stat like going into like week 15, Raheem Mostert had more touchdowns on like the Steelers offense, the Jets offense, the Pan. Like Crazy, he's just, right? just running it up. Didn't, yeah. Didn't have that on the Bengal card for 2023 NFL season. <laughs> Definitely did not have that on the Bengal card. CMC, yes. <laughs> Raheem Mostert, I didn't see that coming. Right. So uh, I think Buffalo's willingness to lean on the run, um, you know, and understand that, hey, 
and then they have kind of the mental leg up. They put a lot of points up on them early in the season, right? Yeah. They were at home, you know what I mean, and, and everything like that. Now this end of the season, pivotal game, and it's going to come down to, for me, Tua has to, he has to erase a narrative this year, right? Like he's been healthy. That was the narrative coming in. Like he can't stay healthy, mm. different things like that. Okay, he's been healthy. He's played good football. But I, if I remember correctly, I don't think they have a win against a winning team this year. I think Dallas is the only one that they have. Yeah, Dallas, correct. That was the that was the one, right? And so now coming into the situation, you have to get this game back. This is this is for the division. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 gonna lean on Josh Allen. I'm gonna lean on, on James uh Cook. I'm gonna lean on the Buffalo Bills. I think they're gonna be ready to roll Sunday night and and not they don't have to play spoilers, just walking in there saying, Listen, this is our division. We haven't lost it since Tom Brady left. We're not trying to lose it now. So I think I'm leaning with them, but I definitely think that that Miami has to come out with a level of urgency early in this game. They have to. If they don't, I, I don't want to see another game like we saw early in the season. Like we you know we hate like as much as people make it seem like they're at school, we watch blowouts. Nobody wants to watch that crap. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if it's a blowout game, I'll turn it off at halftime. Like you know what I'm saying? I did yeah. that against. I did. I actually did that. In, I think one of the playoff. I think I, the Texas game, Texas and Washington. I was like, well, Washington's got this. It wasn't a blowout. I was just like, man, it's like a minute and some change left. They just kicked one side, <laughs> turned it off. I started like working on some scouting reports. Somebody texted me was like, yo, you still watching the game? I'm like, no. He's like, Texas got the ball back. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? So, um, I, I think I think Buffalo is is the team I'm going to lean on heading into this game yeah and you know you talk about um the first game where it was a blowout i think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the bills just jumped on miami early and they couldn't establish any sort of run and if you're the dolphins that's what you want to be able to do is be able to live with that balance because if teams can live in too high against miami you're mm -hmm. you're doing pretty okay because once they start getting the run game going and you have to go single high and load the box then they're going to kill you with the quick passing game the rpos and that's where you choose over the middle of the field if you only have one deep safety so Buffalo jumped out on top quick. Things got out of hand because Miami couldn't find any sort of offensive balance. Um, if they can come out fast, then I think we're going to see a much more competitive game rather than Buffalo Great. just pouncing on them uh, early on. The other thing with the Bills, though, like, and I'm glad that you brought up James Cook because before they fired Ken Dorsey, like it was Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, or they weren't going to win. But you look over the past month or so, Stephon Diggs has four consecutive games where he has five or fewer catches and he has in the last two games against the chargers five catches 29 yards against new england four catches 26 yards against dallas four catches 48 yards kansas city four catches 24 yards like teams are gearing up and saying all right we're not going to let stefan Diggs beat us and he has it but buffalo has also had uh gabe davis have his monthly good game uh, they've had James Cook, who I think is still third in the NFL in yards from scrimmage, like very quietly behind Tyreek and uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, so they've had those other guys step up. Kincaid has had his moments this year as well, where he's looked really good. Also, this is let me. Uh, this is a happy accident, but uh, shout out to the uh, the boys at Homage for the uh, uh, Bills Beavis and Butthead shirt. That's a great shirt. Uh, it's incredible. Um, so shout out to Homage. Um, defensively, though, too, like when Matt Milano went down, you know. All of the uh, you know the in, the off ball linebacker duties went to Terrell Bernard, and he's had a fantastic season. And there was a lot of questions about, okay, how good is he going to be? Should they have brought back Tremaine Edmonds? No, man, he's he's played great. Um, 
trading for Russell Douglas at the deadline. Like everybody at the time was like, oh, okay, sure, whatever, dude, he's been great. So uh, I think defensively, they've had a lot of guys step up, especially in the midst of a lot of injuries. Um, they get Daquan Jones back, which is big. AJ Vanessa came back uh, after he had a brief injury. So for at this time of the year, getting hot at this point, um, you know, that's as much as you can ask for, especially from a team that was six and six. And I yeah. think Joe, Joe Brady at offensive coordinator has really changed how they, how they work offensively. Um, I had JP on a few weeks ago and I think he said it really well saying like, there's a difference between calling plays and running an offense. Joe Brady's running an offense. And I think Ken Dorsey for, for, for lack of a, for lack of a better term, was just kind of calling plays. Um, so the fact that they found that balance and they, you know, like you said, Josh doesn't need to be, you know, every member of the Justice League every week for them to have a <laughs> snowball's chance in hell of winning. I think that's pretty big for for them. I um, like the Rasul Douglas shout out because what what he his playmaking ability, the four interceptions he has, like Miami has to really pay attention to him because you know they, they will run some a lot of stuff into the flats. They'll run crossers. They'll run some short stuff to give yeah. that run after the catch opportunities. And Rasul Douglas will sit. He will sit. He will squat. And he will jump those. And like the ball skills, and he can return it as well. Yeah, big, big guy, athletic. Like he, he has that type of mentality in the way he plays. Where if they don't identify where he is early in in the in the route concept or early into the play, that he he's he could be due for one. Where you know, a Tua Tua has a tendency at times to get locked in and mm. locked on, predetermine his reads at times, and you know, and not completely go through his reads and turn down. Like okay, I'm I'm, I'm seeing Tyreek on the crosser, but I also see Jalen Wall over here streaming open. Like you got to make that split se- split second quick decision, and sometimes he, like we saw against Baltimore, you know he got himself in trouble. Right, and he'll he'll float one like, and unfortunately, Tua will always give you he'll give you an opportunity at one at least one, and so and, and Rasul <laughs> Douglas and then Terrell Bernard that was a guy I was really high right really high on. I think I gave him a third round grade coming out when he came out mm-hmm. of Baylor. And I know a lot of people were like, man, like he's smaller. I was like, no, listen, guys, like he can ball. Like this young man can ball. He's ex- athletic. He does not mind tackling the run game, right? Is kid, you know, is he going to stack and shed like Ray Lewis, you know, and all these different bigger linebackers we've seen over the last two, three decades? No, he may not be able to do that because of his size, but everything else he can do cover, blitz, rush. He's such a multifaceted defender, man. I'm so out. I'm happy to see him shining over there in Buffalo because, like, he's just really good. I didn't want to see him get buried on the depth chart just because he didn't meet the ideal height, weight measurements. No, he's been terrific. A godsend for that defense. I saw a stat. Uh, the first player with, like, six and a half sacks, 30-plus tackles, and four interceptions since Seth Joyner in 1992, I think. So he's he's had a great season. Um, we'll stick in the AFC, though. Um, Steelers-Ravens tomorrow. Um, the Ravens basically playing their JV squad. Tyler Huntley going to start the resting a lot of guys as they have clinched uh, the top seed in the AFC. So make sure everybody stays healthy. Can't blame them for doing that. No. Uh, Steelers riding a two game win streak. Um, the first time they scored 30 points in consecutive games since 2020. Mason Rudolph playing really well. Uh, Pittsburgh, if they win and get a little bit of help. They need either a Buffalo loss or a Jacksonville loss on top of that to get in. There's a few other situations, but that's the easiest path for the Steelers. Um, let's let's talk about the uh, – it'll bring an NFL draft a little bit into this too because 
Obviously, the noise around Pittsburgh is what are they going to do quarterback next year, regardless of the uh, result this weekend? Your thoughts on the Steelers quarterback room? Everybody who knows me knows my thoughts um, in terms of what I, in terms of what I think about uh, Kenny Pickett and his future, or you know maybe lack thereof in Pittsburgh. But if you're uh, you know put on your your Omar Khan cap, what are you doing this offseason uh, to address the quarterback situation for Pittsburgh? I'm I'm desperately looking at bringing in competition, right? Mm. Like you know, if you're if you're Pittsburgh and let's say you get into the playoffs and somehow you know, it, it, of course, like if a Michael Penix fell to you, if a Jaden Daines was like you, you run, you rush that card to the commission. Like I'm not even waiting because I I can't. For me, man, it's just you have the talent. You have two really good running backs, right? That complement each other very well. You know, um, to me, I think what we've seen. From Najee Harris, when he gets those touches, as we've seen over these two years, he can make plays for you. He's basically another version of James Conner for you guys. You know what I mean? In terms of his skill set, not the most athletic guy, but can get do a lot of different things well, catch the ball well, pass, protect, run physical uh, up the up the gut of the defense and everything. And then Jalen Warren just being a do-it-all, physical, explosive, pass-catching, pass-protection, jitterbug. You can do everything. You got you have that, and then you got Pat Fryermuth, who I think is an underrated tight end who just doesn't get enough opportunities, enough right. good opportunities in terms of targets to really be able to showcase his skill set. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, they drafted one of my guys from the 2022 draft, Calvin Austin. I want to see more, you know, see get them get him more involved. So they I think to me, the weapons are there, right? You yeah. know, I think the weapons are there. And defensively, when everybody's healthy, especially on that front line, when you got Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, you know, my guy Keanu Benton, the rookie out of Wisconsin. He's been fantastic, Listen, man. One of my favorite players out of, out of the 2023 NFL draft. And I talked to him, you know, I remember talking to him at the Senior Bowl 101, wrestling background, a student of the game, a young man that, like, just desperately wants to get better. And he knows where he needs to get better. So, like, to see him go to play for Mike Tomlin, who was also at the senior bowl and yeah. was working with the old line and D line. I was not surprised by that at all. I was like, this is a good fit. And Mike Tomlin knows what he's getting out of this young man, but you know, Cam, you know, Cam, uh, you know, Cam Hayward and everything, you know, having Joey Porter as, as a, as a rookie Minka yeah. Fitzpatrick back there, this defense is good enough to, to, to win in the playoffs. They got to fix the off the, 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 the quarterback situation. And I think a prospect that comes to my mind, especially day two, well, it's about two, yeah, two. Uh, Spencer Rattler out of South Carolina mm. and then Michael Pratt out of Tulane. And I think both of these guys are, you know, with Rattler, you're getting top-tier arm talent. You're getting mobility. South Carolina had one of the worst offensive lines in college football this year, so he had to – people felt like – it was kind of like C.J. Stroud stuff from like last year. He right. doesn't do enough with his legs, but you, if you knew his background, you knew – He's athletic. He can make plays. He just wants to sit in the pocket. Couldn't do that this year. So he had to move around. He had to get out of the pocket and make throws and make quick decisions on the run, right? Sometimes he gets his, he'll get kind of, I won't go Russell Westbrook where he's like hero balling. You know what right. I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I got KD wide open in the, in the corner, but I'm still going to drive it on five. Yeah, he doesn't do that, but he does have some hero ballism in his game where you just kind of tell him like, hey, you're aggressive. I love it. But we gotta be smart with the book. Be a little bit smarter here. Don't 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 test that window, right? Especially yeah. in the NFL. But like Michael Pratt, good arm talent to me. He's another mobile guy. Like he, he you know, 
all the you know all those white cliches, sneaky athleticism, right? All those things he's gonna he's gonna hit you with. The people are gonna hit you with him, but he can he can actually run, man. I, I like his athleticism, his mobility. He's got really good um the way his mechanics as a passer. I think he's accurate at all three levels. He got to continue to work on like the deep accuracy and everything. But I think this is a guy that could be a, a three level passer in the NFL. So I think those are two guys that you know, especially day one. I'm not gonna tell you to reach for anybody. You know what I'm saying? If they, if sure. one of those top four is not there, oh, of course I forgot because he just declared this week. Cam Ward, Washington State, second, third round. You know what I mean? Um, for, for Steelers team, depends depends on where, where they land. You know, if you have a deep playoff running year, yeah, cool. You grab them and, and have that fifth year option with them. But at the end of the day, for me, they gotta upgrade the, the QB situation. Kenny Pickett to me was always that sevens across the board. Just cool, average, solid. But my my and I remember we 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 were live streaming for TDN when they, when they made the pick, and mm. I remember saying this. I said you, there's no way you look at Lamar Jackson, uh, healthy Deshaun Watson that we thought we were going to see the Houston right. version of Deshaun Watson that last year right. he played, and then Joe Burrow, and you confidently look in your war room and say. Kenny Pickett's the answer to these three problems. Mm. I, I did not, I did not get it. You know, I, I was like, because he was always a good, a solid floor, but low ceiling prospect to me. Right. And you know, being older, he had that. You know, people always talk about the breakout age. He had that one big year, right? That one last year, he played what four or five years in in college. Feel like he still could be a, a decent quarterback, but I, I think that this is a team that you don't, you can't wait, but so much longer for. Yep this position to take the reins and you i feel like you want to find someone that has the ability to if at worst he's a low-end truck right he's like a 2005 pickup like he can carry some things he may not carry the whole team but he can carry some things i don't look at Pickett as a truck i feel like he's more of a hitch like he's not the trailer but he's a hitch you can mm. he can connect the truck to the trailer but it's like you gotta figure out who's the truck. Now you gotta figure out who's the trailer in this situation. He's just a hitch. So I definitely think that your boys need to look at, at upgrading the quarterback position this offseason. I saw somebody ask me, he was like, Do you think Russell Wilson? And I was like, depends if he's cheap. If yeah, he's cheap, that, sure. That's that's the big thing with that. Cause like it would be an obvious upgrade. Um yes. in terms of that though, and I'm glad that you brought up like you know the time aspect of it, like. Could they, you know, go back to the well, draft another guy, and hope for the best? Sure. But at the right. same time, like, Cam Hayward's not getting younger. Minka Fitzpatrick's not getting younger. TJ Watt's not getting it. There's only uh, a certain amount of time that this window for this defense is still going to be there. Um, so I would much rather, if you want to go the route of drafting a Michael Pratt or drafting a Cam Ward, that's cool, but do it while signing someone like Kirk Cousins, while signing I somebody. Kirk Cousins, yep. I, I think that that's my ideal situation is get Kirk Cousins, draft a guy in the second or third round to have, you know, as like a Jordan Love situation where he waits for, you know, a couple of years. And then when the time comes, you hand him the reins. But uh, that's my one fear of, okay, you know, all right, they draft Michael Penix. That's cool, but he better be good and he better be good soon because yeah. there's only so much time that they have left. That's um, a guy I think Penix, Daniels, those are like, you know, of course, May and Caleb. Yeah, the sure, top. Obviously, yeah. Those two guys and Jaden Daniels, who I'm expecting to be a top 10 pick, and then Michael uh, Penix depends on what his medicals look like at, you know, at the combine from the two right. torn ACLs. If he gets the all the all clear green flag, he might be a top 15 pick. But like mm. if he was there, 
I, I think that's a situation where, you know, of course, you, it's hard to predict things, but I envision he's day, he's the day one starter for the 2024 NFL season. I think they will be out there watching him and pick it throw. And yep, it's a different it's a different type of ball game here. You know, arm talent is different. Uh, both guys are mobile. You know, what I mean, Kenny Pickett's mobile. Michael Penix is still mobile, even with the torn, two torn ACLs. But the accuracy, the ball placement, the 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 ability to throw, even with pressure on him. Like I always looked at at, at Kenny Pickett, where mm. when he has to drive throws, it's very robotic. It's like immense effort. You know, what I mean, like we watching Michael Penix as a lefty, just like flick the wrist and passes are traveling 40 yards down the field it's traveling into tight windows and i I just like man you see what he's doing with rome and Jalen mcmillan Jalen polk and if he was able to get into offense with deontay johnson and you know george pickens and pat fryer youth and you know this run game right and i'm like man like that's 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 good stuff but like you said that's the only those either Jaden Daniels or Michael Pace, the only two i think that you would start day one and feel like hey we can make a playoff run potentially other than that, the other guys, you know, Cam Ward, Spencer, Michael Pratt, grab a Russell Wilson, grab a, a Kirk Cousins, get one of these veterans that can come in and start and give you the best chance to win right now while your OC and QB coach are working with the young guy behind the scenes, help the whole cliche, learn how to be a pro, hold right, the clipboard, right. all that type of stuff. Watch the mistakes even the veteran does. Like, all right, you see what you just did? Don't you do that when you get in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those type of things, man. But this team, to me, outside of a few, like, add cornerback. You know, you Steelers got to get another cornerback and stuff. Yeah. But outside of that, man, I think this team is ready to make a big playoff run with the right quarterback under center. Well, fingers crossed that they get it because, man, you know, realizing how, how, uh, how, how, what's the word, how spoiled I've been as a fan, yeah. Having Ben Roethlisberger for twenty years, and then right. the last the, the last two years doing nothing but bitch and moan about quarterback play. That's uh, that's how I've spent my days. Um, let's go to the NFC though, because let's uh, let's talk about the real story. Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold this weekend. Let's get it. It's going to be great times. Um, I think that the Rams might be like if I'm in the NFC, they're the last TFC right now because obviously San Francisco is a wagon, but the Rams with just the fact the the expectations that they just completely exceeded this year. There's a lot of talk from myself included saying they might be, you know, drafting in the top five. They just don't have the horses. Um, Stafford has had maybe the best year of his career. Like you look at how he, especially down the stretch, like the past month and a half, he's played out of his mind. Obviously, uh, Puka Naku has been fantastic. Um, just your thoughts on the Rams right now, man, because um, the fact that they clinched a playoff spot, they're going to, you know, give Stafford and a bunch of guys a bunch of rest this week. Um, but like I said, I don't want to play him. And there's a decent chance that we could see Matthew Stafford marching back into Detroit wild card weekend to play the Detroit lions. And my God, inject that, inject that story in my veins. I'm here for it, bro. I'm telling you now, lions fans don't want any part of that story <laughs> playing out at all. And, and, and this, like you said, this is a team that, a lot of people almost had dead to rights, like, you know, writing the eulogy, like, no, mm. they're done. It was before the season. Like, man, not Stafford. You know, he's got a lot of injuries. I think it's a wrap, right? And then I think who was the, the Stetson Bennett pick in the fourth round. People thought he God, had a I forgot shot. about Stetson Bennett. <laughs> people thought he had a real shot starting this year and everything. And it was just like, 
Stafford and this offense, Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, like, and, and it was crazy because what they've always said, you know, the shirts when they won the Super Bowl, F them picks. And, but meanwhile, <laughs> Kyron Williams, fifth round pick, Puka Nakua, fifth round pick, Byron Young, uh, third, I say second or third round pick from the 2023 NFL draft class. Like, Kobe Durant, they, like they have nailed the draft when they make their picks. Yeah. And for me, they are terrifying. I think for every single NFC team to face, like because they can run the ball, and it's 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 so much a testament of things, man. When you look at Puka, people say, "Well, okay, he looks he looks the part," but I don't think he's gonna run a four three. And if he's not running four three, I'm out, right? Kyron Williams runs a four six or whatever at the combine. He measures at five nine. People are like, "Yeah, I want no parts of that," right? And it's like Byron Young, he's a 24 year old edge rusher. Uh, from a small town in South Carolina, so forth and so on. I don't, I don't see it. I don't think it's going to happen. And these three rookies have making big time plays in big time moments. So Kyron's, I, I call him a rookie because he's like the the NBA joint. Like you know what I mean? You didn't right, do right. much your first year. I give you that rookie tag in the second year, but their ability to run the ball, play action. Stafford is playing. I'm a. I feel like he's playing the most free and loose football I've ever seen in his career. Mm. And that's crazy to think he played with freaking Megatron. He's playing more loose now with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup as his top wideouts. Right. But he's playing free. He he see he every it's, it's there's nothing he hasn't seen from a defense. And you're not going to just easily outsmart him. The the way he still can just drop the arm angle and flick it into different throwing lanes and the trajectory and everything. He he's like an all-star pitcher out there. Mm. And he just truly is getting the best out of his players. And again, like for me, watching Kyron Williams tote the rock, like I, I want people to, I'm not saying we, cause I'll, I'll be there. I'll be at the combine. I'm not saying we devalue the combine, but I'm saying that we kind of devalue the combine <laughs> because at some point we have to start looking at these guys as more than just numbers and measurements on a right. stat sheet and on a spreadsheet. Like, yeah, Okay, he's 5'9". I've seen a lot of 6'2", 210-pound running backs that couldn't make a lateral cut to save their life. So right. it's like to watch this young man string together cuts, finish runs. He's one of the best pass-protecting running backs, and he's not even six feet. And he catches the ball out of the backfield. He does so many things. This team, and dear God, don't let him get a lead on you because then now you're telling Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah. You have all day. <laughs> pin your ears back. Pin your ears back and go. Go, go get him. You go know, work. like. So this, this is a team, I think, you know, heading into the draft for them, I'm, I'm really looking for them to add more cornerback talent after mm -hmm. losing Jalen Ramsey. But even the young guys they have have done an admirable job in, in this first year without Jalen. But, man, like this, this is a team that they're red hot. And I don't want to I, – I wouldn't want to face them. I don't care if I'm the Niners. Like, you know what I mean? I think they played the Niners very close early in the season, they if do. I remember correctly. So – and that was like the beginning of – that was like week four. That was before they really got their, their, their groove going. You know what I mean? This is the, this may be one of the scariest teams in the NFL right now. Like the way they're playing and how hot they're playing, the confidence they have. Oh no! And then you think about those fifth round guys, those guys that were slept on. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. So yeah. you don't want to face guys like that who have a point to prove in the playoffs. Like yeah, your team passed on me. You had to need that running back. Kyra Williams probably still checks that off. Yeah, we going into Detroit. I mean, you drafted Jameer Gibbs this year. Great for you. But you could have had me last year. I'm just saying. Now I'm going to come in here and try to put 200 on your head. 
And it's not even just like the guys that they drafted. It's, you know, the cast offs from other teams. Like yep. Akella Weatherspoon was bad last year in Pittsburgh. He goes to, to the Rams and has a much better season. Kevin Dotson, they traded for from Pittsburgh. He was going to be a backup, and he's mm-hmm. been one of the best guards in football this year. So they've gotten so much value both from late round draft picks, guys who were kind of cast offs from other teams. And they've just pieced together this Frankenstein's monster of different guys. And it's just worked. Um, and, but they started off slow too. I think they were. Uh, when Stafford went down ahead of the Green Bay game, I think they were like four and six, four and somewhere in there. And like they had a rally to to win a bunch of games in a row and come back. So credit to them, credit to Sean McVay um, for all the work that they've done. Um, and again, I don't want to face them. Don't care who I am, especially like if they run into the 49ers, like I'm not completely ruling out the Rams. Like these are two yeah. teams that know each other really well. They play each other twice a year. They always play each other close. So they are the last team I'm ruling out right now. Um, the Cleveland Browns, I talked to, uh, Cam justice a little bit about them on Tuesday, but are they maybe the most complete team in the AFC right now? Because like, I look at, I look at Baltimore and say, yep, you know, they're probably the, uh, the favorites as of right now, you know, Lamar's Mm -hmm. playing well, probably going to be the MVP. The defense has been really good this year. Um, but the Browns defense is better. Joe Flacco has been on a just I don't even know what the hell to call this, man. It's crazy. It's great. It's so it's it's been very fun to watch the uh the renaissance. I don't know, it's kind of like his Kurt Warner year, remember in like 08 yeah, when he was yeah. with the Cardinals. I feel like that's kind of similar vibes. That's a great um, call. Yeah. Um and look, maybe maybe he has a similar situation where he gets the Browns to the Super Bowl like Kurt Warner did. I don't know. Um, but regardless, this Browns team is incredibly deep. Uh, they've dealt with a lot of injuries and it hasn't mattered. Uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Stefanski and Jim Schwartz have done tremendous jobs on both sides of the ball. Who would have thought, you know, when Nick Chubb went down, I think a lot of people wrote them off because yeah. they're like, okay, well, Deshaun Watson isn't playing well. They don't, they don't have their star running back. Now they're going to have to lean a lot on Jerome Ford. They brought back Kareem Hunt. They've had injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but you know, we've seen guys like you know Martin Emerson has had a really good year. Um, obviously Miles Garrett has played tremendous as he usually does. Um, uh, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa has played really well. They've had so many guys that, you know, coming off more of a down year have all picked up and played well. Cleveland to me, while like if they face Baltimore, I'd probably still lean Baltimore, but man, yeah, yeah, we talked about the Rams being a wagon that we don't want to face. Cleveland is Cleveland is that right now for the AFC. No, 100%. 100%. And I think, you know, to watch Joe Flacco unlock this passing attack has just been such a joy to watch, man. You know, the guy just literally got up off his couch. You know what I mean? Just just got up and I, I don't need seven weeks of getting ready. I just – David Njoku, how are you? Know? you? It's a nice yeah, it's legit. <laughs> and just the, the the chemistry between him and, and Amari Cooper, right? Like typically, like, you know, you think of like, okay, if he's like the second string QB or third string, do you typically see guys – have that with someone lower on the totem pole that's on that on the that third team with them you know right. scout team different things like that to see him just step in and and just have that chemistry that timing that rhythm with their star wide receiver has been outstanding not even just not even just Amari but just unlocking and getting the David and Joku that we all know is in there right. you know what I mean like that big this is the best David and Joku has in. ever looked the best he's ever looked in the past month and a half has been with Flacco and it, and it's 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 a it's so much fun to see, right? You know, and, and getting you know, even you know before, prior to the the concussion scare with Elijah Moore, like yeah. you know, just getting him the ball and just the way Flacco is, it's kind of 
you know, Jason Kiddish. Like, you know, he's just that older, mm. just point guard, just like, yeah, I've seen it all. You know, here, you know, thinking they're getting to it, getting it to everybody. What was and, that uh, Jason Kidd with the uh, the Mavericks that beat the Heat team? Um, was it uh, yeah, was it? Was yeah, it was, yeah. So, like, just watching that, and like I said, having that defense to lean on where. Their defensive scheme, like they can run zone if they want, they can run press man if they want, they can do whatever they want. Like, you know what I mean? They can help stop the run. And then when they get a lead, just like you know, we talked about with Aaron Donald. Now you tell Miles Garrett, do what you do best. Like, and that's a scary thought for an offense, right? Like you in the playoffs, you don't want to see them and see them get a 10-point lead heading into the fourth quarter. And you have to throw, right? You know what I mean? Because you're like, okay, if we don't score here, we give them the ball back at 10, 10 minutes on the clock, and they get to run their eight-minute offense now. You know what I mean? Just drain the clock down and walk out of here. No, we want to try and throw it. So that means Miles Garrett is going to have many opportunities in the last 12 minutes to get to your quarterback. And I think, you know, even with uh, Zadarius Smith and, like I said, Jer- Jeremiah Mosu Koromora, this defense and this team is just – I don't know who is would be a be the best matchup. Like who, who you know, if they 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 walk into that 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 playoff game where it's like, all right, I think they will knock them out. You no, know, it would ease. Right. I don't think there's a team in the AFC that truly like I would feel that way. If Miami saw them, I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if Buffalo saw them. Like because this is a physical team on both sides of the football. They want to play physical. Like that cold weather. It's windy. It's snowing. Like, we love it here. Like, we want to pound you. We want to punch you in the mouth. Hey, there, there's a greater There's a greater than zero chance that, you know, even if Buffalo loses this week that they get in the playoffs, there's a decent chance that we get, like, Browns-Bills divisional round in Cleveland, just Lake Erie snow, just awful weather. It's, it's greater than zero hey, no, chance we get that. No, and it's a, it's a shot for, and it's just it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, I'm with you. If if if, the, if it's Baltimore, I still feel good about Baltimore. But that's right. a that's a house that Joe Flacco lived in. You know what I mean? So you know, talk about like, stories, man. We could get Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit and Joe Flacco going back to Baltimore. That, Baltimore. Ah, sign me up, man. I'm in. Outstanding. I'm in. Like that's what the playoffs is about. Fun storylines, things to write home about, and I, I'm excited just to kind of see. Where this all goes, you know, after the after wild card weekend and after we get right. into to the week two of the playoffs, because it's gonna be it's gonna be some heartbreak, it's gonna be some some joy, it's gonna be a lot of different emotions in, at this playoff. I think because this is probably one of the most unpredictable ones we've had in quite some time. Imagine seeing like uh, Browns Lions with Jared Goff and and Joe Flacco. It'd be like you know some Madden ass franchise thing. Like 2014, you look at it, you're like, what the hell is this? Like, oh my goodness, right. this is the, the weirdest <laughs> simulation franchise I've ever done. Um, right. Let's talk about um, Black Monday because there will be coaches that are fired. Um, I think that there's some that we can kind of pencil in. Um, one of them being Ron Rivera in Washington. With with the Commanders having new ownership. I think that Josh Harris and company are going to be patient and they're not going to whoever goes there next, I think we'll have the luxury of knowing, okay, I'm going to have a few years to, you know, do this my way. You know, they'll probably do you know something similar to what has become more of the norm where it's, you know, a GM head coach pairing, you know, bring them in together and then figure this thing out and start this rebuild in terms of names that we're going to be watching. You know, Eric, the enemy who's already there. We'll see if uh, they decided to just give him the, uh, the head coach tag. 
um, or if they look outside. But uh, what are some names uh, that you're paying attention to in terms of guys that could be you know, getting the uh, the head coach call? For um, for Black Monday? For Black Monday. Mm. I got to start in Atlanta with Arthur Smith. And, right. And this is one that personally I've, I, I just – I, I said it on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with my co-host Keith, and I said, "Man, if this thing does not go," it was after the draft and everything. I was like, "Okay, you know, you had a lot of different needs. You went running back, top ten. Which I'm a former running back. <laughs> I'm always root for my guys. Sure. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I've watched you draft my Kyle Pitts and Drake London in the top ten, and, and just not, not use them. them. <laughs> so I'm just like, and then we get to the season, and we we wonder." Do you know how to use Bijan at all? Like, you know what I'm saying? So he had the debacle before, like with that one game where he's like, "Oh, he's I was sick. gonna say he, he just benched him for just benched him. Weird I think he reason. Got signed for that, I'm pretty sure. I think I Falcon think that they did, yeah. One. So it's like, I, I think he's probably one of my leading candidates of you know, and then the way that they've just played, it's been very the, the QB carousel. Going, mm. you know, starting Desmond Ritter, going to to Taylor Heineke, going back to Desmond Ritter, going back to Taylor Heineke, and then also last year to me play should play a factor. You had Marcus Mariota out there who was playing horrible football. You could have known going into the twenty twenty three NFL draft if you truly felt comfortable with Desmond Ritter, right? You could have you could have given him a, a eight to ten game audition to where if he played the way he played this year in those ten games, you say. In the 2023 NFL draft, we're not going running back. We're right. we're trading up to go get an Anthony Richardson, to go get a CJ Stroud, to go get a difference maker at quarterback. You didn't do that. You allow Marcus Mariota to stay and all the stuff that happened. So I think he's a prime candidate to, to get the axe. Um look, of course, like you said, Ron Rivera. I would say, you know. I would love for Sean Payton not to be in Denver. I'm not. I'm not pleased with what has happened in, in, in Denver. I'm just, just. I don't blame you. I think that the way I don't know what's going. At first, I hated trading the first round pick for him. I think that was stupid. Sure. Um, can we talk it's about not that? that? I value highly enough. No, no, no. Can we? Can we talk about just how overrated the media as a whole has made Sean Payton? Like, I, I feel like very for a guy who's had you know one Super Bowl back in what was that 2009, 2010. Had a bunch of seven and nine, eight and eight seasons in between. And I, I just didn't see why everybody was chomping at the bit, especially in Denver, just to, all right, we'll trade the farm to bring in Sean Payton. Um, you had a bad old line. You need the offensive lineman. You need you needed so many different things in that first round that you could have gotten with that pick. And right. you traded it for a coach. I'm I'm sorry. I I, when, I can't do it. Yeah. When, I mean, in theory, when you could have, you know, brought in a guy like Shane Steichen and still kept all those picks and maybe got something more out of Russell Wilson than what you've got. Now, Russell obviously played much better than what he did last year. Yeah, I think the yeah, stats are absolutely. stats are stats are a little bit de- deceiving this year in terms of like how good he was. But regardless, was much better than what he was last season. Um, it, it, it's all just very weird. I, I don't think Sean Payton's going anywhere. But yeah, that that is something. Oh, yeah, that he's we did. Not, he, I, they're not. They're not going. I to don't. Much what, do you think that Antonio Pierce keeps the job in Vegas? I would like for him to, because I think he, I think he's done a great job, like with this team. Like yeah. you have Aiden O'Connell at quarterback right now, guys. Like think about that. Like no disrespect to AOC, but he's not, he's not the answer. 
and they're still able to win games. Josh Jacobs being out with the with the I think it was a hamstring, like yeah. and getting Zamir White going right, getting you know former five star recruit that had two torn ACLs himself, right, and to get him ro- rolling, you you knock off uh, Kansas City. You know what I mean? In a big time game that I don't think a lot of people even gave you much hope or respect going into that game. I, like, think, oh. they, I think they were like 13 and a half point dogs going into that game. Nobody gave them a shot in hell. Punched Casey in the mouth. You know what I mean? Played physical. And he's, and I also think he's finding, you know, his defensive mindset that they're finding a way to get the seventh overall pick Tyree Wilson going a little bit more where, yeah. Hey, Guys, if you you, know, you just watch the tape, he was never an edge rusher. He was a he was a guy that could play the edge on rundowns, but you wanted that athleticism, that length, that power on the inside against shorter arm interior offensive linemen. Let him dominate in there, right? Let him develop there. So I, I I would like to see him keep the job. We'll see. You know, we've seen this before, right? Where Rich Bisacci and they, yeah. you know, they went with the big Josh McDaniels hire and that backfired. You know what I mean? Where you fired him. Uh, during the season, I, I wonder as well, kind of looking at um, Dennis Allen in, in New Orleans, if they miss oh, the playoffs, like I wonder what happens there because there's just going to be change, right? Like Michael Thomas is probably not going to be there. It's crazy how that career is, has gone where he was one of the best in the game four years ago. Right. And now it's like we, we never hear his name uttered, whether it's injury issue with the franchise Stuff like that. So, um, you know, do they go with maybe a more offensive-minded head coach to try and get the best out of their $40 million man as Derek Carr, who hasn't played up to the contract just yet? Do they do they do they lean in that direction, right? And, and maybe try to go after a Ben Johnson. I, he's gonna be the hottest name on the market, I'm assuming, right. this year, uh, as he should be. He's one of the best offensive coordinators and play callers, like you said, calling a game and you know, and and, and uh, in designing a place for a game, you know, it, it's so pivotal, and he does those things. Uh, you know, Robert Sala. I don't, I don't want to see Salah, you know, get the axe. Salah's interesting to me because not even like obviously, no one expected to lose Aaron Rodgers in the first right. like two snaps of the season and everything. So it's hard to evaluate him as a whole when he's had Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle and Mike White last year and. It has been just a never-ending carousel of just crap at the quarterback position. Defense is great. <laughs> Defense has been awesome, yeah. Um, at the same time, though, man, like the way that he handled the quarterback situation this year, too, was very just, oh, we're sticking with Zach Wilson. Oh, no, never mind. We're going to go to Tim Boyle. No, we're going to go back to Zach Wilson. Oh, Zach Wilson doesn't want to play? Oh, crap. Well, let's see if we can talk <laughs> him into playing. Like, it's just been a very weird situation. Hiring uh, Nathaniel Hackett was a wild decision. Um, I mean, yeah, it had for, everything to do for, with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> just turning just turning the New York Jets into Aaron Rodgers and friends, basically. His well, Alan Lazard with um, Randall Cobb, <laughs> like just going to getting everyone that Aaron Rodgers loves and trusts. Those, that, right. those seven people in just this for, whole world that he loves and trusts. He could have probably gotten Pat McAfee if, if he wanted to just let him sit on the bench because <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers loves Pat McAfee too, and Pat, you know, I love Pat, but like legitimately man like I, I think i think there's a discussion to be there and of course absolutely team they're playing this weekend bill belichick i think that's the 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 the, the elephant in the room like what is new england going to, are they really going to do it you know what i mean are they going to be the the end of an era of bill belichick 20 plus years like are we really going to pull 
the pull the rug out. We're gonna open the door. Thank you for your services. We we have to finally go a different direction. I think that they will, and I think that they should, um, because, and this is probably more on Bill Belichick, the GM, than Bill Belichick, the yes, head coach. But 100%. he hasn't done a he hasn't done a good job of team building, and he's shelled out a ton of money to bad to like bad wide receivers, like a lot of money to Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is not a bad wide receiver, but he's not worth the money that they gave him. Right. Um, paying a lot of money for Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith a couple years ago, like he, the way that he's divvied he up cut, assets, they, tra- they traded John Lewis Smith the very then, next year. Yeah. So the way that he's divvied up assets as a GM hasn't been good. That's why, like, I know a lot of people be like, "Oh, Bill Belichick to the Chargers." If I'm the Chargers, man, like, do I want that? Like, do I want a seventy-something-year-old head coach with my superstar quarterback who's proven that he's not good at team building? Like, I don't think I want that. Uh, head coach wise, sure. I'm sure that you know the yeah. fact that the Patriots have won as many games that they have this year is a miracle, and they won't do that without a, a really good head coach. But the product that they put on the field is largely because of him, because he's the one in charge yes. of making those decisions. So uh, I think that he'll want to keep going in terms of being a head coach. But if I'm somebody, if I'm a, an NFL team right now who needs a head coach, like say I'm Washington and whatnot. I'm saying, look, Bill, we'd love to have you. You're not running. You're not being the GM, though. And if he doesn't like that, which he might not, then sorry. Then I'll go try to get a Ben Johnson. Like this could work out for New England very well, because let's say that Mm -hmm. they do. They get Ben Johnson and then they draft Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. Oh, no. Oh, great. (laughs) I I completely forgot that they have like the second pick in the draft right now. Second, third pick. And, And that's I think that's that's how I feel as well. It's like, you know, if you can get Bill Belichick, the head coach. Like to just be the head coach, and then you bring in a GM with him, right? That okay, first the GM can. I don't want the GM tied to him, I don't want it to be one of his GMs. Yes, we're not doing that. Like, no, I want a GM that you can work with (laughs) that's going to draft appropriately, not not reach for Tyquan Thornton in the second round, not take Cole Strange (laughs) in the back end of the first round, not do. Not not go into the 2023 NFL draft class knowing that you don't have any receivers of of substance and of worth that can really help Mac Jones to you know take you know not so much develop because his game like physically he's tapped. It's more so helping take the load off of him to where you can just allow him to right. be a point guard. Right? No, you say we're gonna draft another running back. We're gonna get three more interior offensive linemen, and then we're gonna go grab way, two receivers at sixth seventh round, and it's like. Last year's class had a lot of good talent, smaller guys, you know, in the, in, in the rounds three, four, five, and stuff like that. Yeah. But good talent, I think they it, it was just a very weird situation. So, I think if you can get Bill Belichick under those circumstances, cool. I would the, the thing with the charges is interesting because I just wonder, like, even if you get him, does he try to bring in someone offensive coordinator wise to run that mm. complex? Patriot way offense. Yeah. I don't want that for Justin Herbert. I'm no. not gonna lie. I don't want that for Herbert, man. Like, just get a good offense coordinator that's gonna call plays. That's gonna be balanced, but also allow jo- Justin Herbert to be Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I think that I mean we we talked about Ben Johnson a lot this show. I think that is kind of the dream pairing right there. Is if I'm Ben Johnson, I'm looking at Herbert and I'm saying I would go there. I think yeah. that would be just fine. Um, to to to, to to call a place for Justin Herbert. That would be great. Um, and and you brought up defensive coaches, and I wanted to say this. Like, you look at the teams, the best teams in the league right now. What do almost all of them have in common? They've got either a good head coach 
and or a really good quarterback. Like you look at the 49ers, best offensive minor head coach in the league. Brock Purdy's played really well. The Rams yep. had McVay, uh, Andy Reid in, in Kansas City with Mahomes, you know, offensive minded guys. I like if I'm hiring a head coach in today's NFL, I'm hesitant on making it a defensive minded head coach. And there's 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 few examples of this where it works out. Like obviously D'Amico has played really well, but also he came from a Kyle Shanahan system where he knows, and oh, okay, the QB you know, coach or whoever exactly was with him. Exactly. My point. Exactly. I think that in today's NFL, I'm hesitant on hiring a defensive minded head coach unless they are bringing in a smart offensive mind with them yes. that they're going to basically be like, I'm going to give you the keys to the offense. I'll worry about the defensive side of, uh, of the ball and whatnot. But we look at like the bills of Sean McDermott, I think have you know, been far too conservative in different situations. I think in large parts, Mike Tomlin is too conservative yeah. in a lot of different situations. Um, I think that going forward, we're going to see a lot less defensive minded guys get these calls. I think, I, I think you're right, and I think if you're gonna be a if if you're gonna if you're gonna hire a defensive minded guy, like you said, I, I I love that point of you need to bring a smart offensive coordinator with you because yeah. I want you to be the reverse Sean McVay. Because remember when Sean McVay first got the to the Rams, he brought in Wade Phillips. Yeah, and remember all those different sideline cuts when the defense is on the field. And McVay is like, forget that. I'm on the I'm on the water cooler devising. <laughs> I'm drawing up the next couple plays for the next drive. He's focused solely on the offense. I want my defensive-minded head coach to be focused solely on the defense where he has someone he can trust that's going to – like D'Amico Ryans, where it's like, yeah, I can get the – like if, I, if the offense is kind of sluggish, you need me to walk into the huddle, say a few words, a few choice words, get these guys going 100%, right, because he's got that respect from the team. But you want him to have an offensive coordinator he can trust. And even with like the Baltimore Ravens, I think it's kind of almost a novice thing to go into the college ranks. Getting Todd Munkin, mm -hmm. best they made. Getting rid of Greg Roman, who I was calling for him to be fired three years ago right. because of limiting his his offense is fresh for two years. Okay, it's like a it's literally like a loaf of bread you get from the grocery store. You can't keep it forever, man. You know what I mean? It's gonna start. It's gonna start having those those spots on you. Like you know what? I gotta get rid of this. I can't do it. Right. So it's that type of situation. So maybe you look at some of these offensive minded, like not so much for head coach. Don't do the Cliff Kingsbury thing, but offensive sure. coordinators. If you're a defensive coach, and you go get some of these in innovative guys from college, Brendan Marion, the the in. in innovator in the uh the creative the go-go offense when he was you know at hawaii he's been he was the offense he was one of the i think he was a receivers coach uh for kenny pickett and jordan addison that final year at pitt then when we saw xavier worthy and quinn ewers last year take a leap he was at texas and then he was at unlv this year and their offense was was legitimate so he knows and if you don't know about Brendan Mary, go Google his college stats. He was an outstanding wide receiver in college. His numbers are incredible. So just I think that the NFL needs to open their mindset a little bit and go look at some of these other guys that's not in the NFL. Let's stop recycling coaches. Let's go get some new, new fresh faces to step in and kind of call our offenses. Absolutely. I, I'm definitely with you in that where it's like, let's stop being a boys club and just you know, recycling different guys in different spots every year. Look, get younger let's get let's get fresh let's get new be a little more that. innovative Ag absolutely um before we go um if i right now in the afc the playoff spot's still up for grabs i think it's jacksonville indianapolis houston pittsburgh buffalo all fighting for playoff spots three of them will get in two of them will be gone who are the three that you think get in i think houston gets in i think 
uh, Pittsburgh gets in. I think they beat the B team for the Ravens. <laughs> mm. All comes down to if you think that the Bills will beat the Dolphins, then I guess. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo. There we go. Love going to see Buffalo. It. All right, buddy. Well, hey, this has been a lot of fun. What have you got coming in terms of content this this coming week? Uh, I got a mock draft that just dropped yesterday on draftnetwork.com. Uh, so go check that out. You know, for, for whole first round, no trades, nothing crazy. But uh, I think that's, you know, some some prospects that I don't think a lot of people are kind of paying attention to for the first round consideration. So go check that out. Of course, five days a week, check out me and Keith Sanchez over on Locked On NFL Draft on Apple, Spotify, um, or on YouTube, Locked On NFL Draft. Go subscribe to all that good stuff. And then, um, of course, I'll start, you know, uh, covering the Dolphins and the Niners for A to Z Sports, writing for them, covering uh, covering the, the Dolphins and Niners. So I'll have a piece, hopefully have a piece out before the game on Sunday. Oh, yeah, we're coworkers now. I forgot about that. Yeah, cheers to yes, that, buddy. Sir. Um, I ha- oh, are you gonna are you gonna be you're gonna be in Mobile right then for the Senior Bowl? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You already know it. Yeah, so I'll be in Mobile. Uh, we're going through, you know, of course, uh, you know, like, like with the podcast, we just went through like college football playoffs. The first, you know, recapping the first two games, previewing the the episode that's live today, previewed the uh, national championship game. You know, kind of talk about the prospects to watch, all that good stuff. So yeah, definitely tap in, man, because it's uh it's go time now. It's draft season, baby. Absolutely. Well, I will see you in Mobile then, my friend. We'll go get sure. some uh, some sort of barbecue and eat till we die. It'll be a lot of fun. Let's <laughs> um, do it. So I'll see you then. I, hey, man, I appreciate you joining me. Appreciate everybody for watching, listening, however you do it. Uh, week 18 coming this Sunday. And then next week we'll be back to uh, preview the wild card round as we uh, speed through the rest of the NFL playoffs and then uh, fast track to the Super Bowl and then Mobile, the Combine, all that. And then it's been a blur, but we're going to keep trucking along. It's a pump fake. See y'all next week after week 18. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.